0: Redhead Media! In a world where people actually watch the stuff their friends recommend, this is I'll Look at Yours if you look at mine. Welcome to this edition of I'll Look at Yours If You Look at Mine. I'll be your host, Ben Mitchell, and you can find me on Twitter and most social media with the handle at red hen Media one Just look for that red hen icon. Our theme for series four is mockumentaries, and today we'll be discussing Troll Hunters 2010, which is a horror fantasy sci-fi mystery thriller feature film that's currently streaming on Plex and a bunch of other platforms. So go check that out anywhere you want. Um, And uh, just a quick comment. If you're ever offered a job as a replacement camera person on a mysterious documentary, my advice is that you take that job, no questions asked. It can only lead to good things. And I'm here with my distinguished co-hosts, who are likely talking behind my back. Shame on them. So let's join their conversation already in progress. Hey, gang. Hey, Hey. everyone. (laughs) With us today, she's simultaneously credible and incredible, the anomaly,
1: Kat Ramirez. Hey, y'all. Just like I'm always real with my friends and family, I'll always keep it real with y'all, too. As always, grateful
0: to be here. Very grateful to have you, and the provocative one, and former two-time Who Dundee Award winner, Mister Devin Schwartz. Spilę eri Oh, (laughs) very good, sir. And there's nobody. There's nobody here to tell you if you got that right or wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Right into the show. And my good. The trolls will yes, hopefully yes. And uh, my good friend, the incendiary, James Pepe. Hey, it's me, James. I
2: hope everybody <laughs> slathered themselves with this troll stink for this episode.
0: Yeah, twice. I'm going to do it one more time just to be sure. Yeah. Yikes.
2: Uh, <laughs> you're Christians, are you? Christians will sniff us out.
0: Well, we, we know by example, uh, by example from the movie that one of us has to be a secret Christian so it is, not. <laughs> is it the irrepressible gentleman jim scott hey jim uh hey it uh, could be uh greetings
3: <laughs> <laughs> greetings gentle listeners friends and purveyors of lost footage concerning trolls
0: oh nice very good sir and welcome back to sunny california or should i say should i say smoky california
3: yeah yeah i i guess it was really bad before it says it's smoky now but i don't it's, it doesn't seem as bad but
0: no it's finally cleared up yeah, yeah i'm just a it... i'm just a complainer
2: uh... <laughs> well you want to get on that that electric bike with its all metal gear box
0: <laughs> well yeah i'm gonna write it <laughs> yeah. up and down your block just to show it off Yeah. (laughs) So look out for that. Every time Pepe looks out the window, that all metal gearbox can be whizzing past like the red streak. It's all (laughs) metal. (laughs) Yep. Totally. And I'm going to do one of these. Oh, come on. Get in camera. There we go. Oh, man.
2: Not only is the gearbox all metal, the rider is too.
0: I will be. Yeah, absolutely. You should say IO silver
3: when you ride by.
0: I will. I'll take that into consideration.
4: When do you need that rundown by? Soon as possible. Okay. Just get it right. Yeah, gotcha. Of course. I'm going to dive in to the rundown. I'll be exhausted because it's like a triathlon. Did you want to
0: close this? Our boss, Charles Minor, just demanded a rundown and... Jim from The Office just handed the dossier to Kat. So let's see what Kat has for us on Troll Hunter.
1: All right, so Patrol Hunter, um, it came out in 2010. It's a horror thriller film. Um, It is easily accessible on YouTube for free, actually, with some ads. Um, But I'm going to butcher a lot of the names for the cast and crew, since they seem to be, I'm assuming, Norwegian. Um, But the director is Andre Overdal. and also, he, he seems to be also the writer. And the stars are Otto, Otto Jesperson, Robert Stoltenberg, and Nuram. I'm not really sure again. Um, well butchered. Probably, definitely butchered, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, it, it, it's about a group of students who um, investigate a series of mystery uh, mysterious bear killings, but learn that there are much more dangerous things going on they start to follow Mysterious Hunter, learning that he's actually a troll hunter. Um, and some of the trivia that I saw about this movie was that it referenced a lot of Norwegian folklore um, throughout the movie, especially with the trolls and the, on the bridge, which is something that a lot of us even who are not Norwegian will you know understand that reference as well. Um, but also, uh, interestingly enough, a lot of the people who starred in this movie were our, um, high profile Norwegian comedians. So, uh, Otto, Otto Jesperson, he's one, not near home and Hans Morton Hansen, um, are all high profile comedians who I also do not recognize and obviously do not know the, uh, how to pronounce their names well, but yeah, um, that is another big uh, thing that I saw as far as, um, that was an interesting fact about this movie. So,
0: just like November, they got like every actor that is in Norway in this thing. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> that's what it looks like. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much uh, all for Troll Hunter.
2: The skies were dark in Norway for all the stars <laughs> were in this movie.
0: <laughs> there you go. All four of them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and I've never heard of any of them, but uh, what do I know about Norway? I know there there was Vikings there, or maybe there still are. I'm not sure. They got their longboats or something. Who done it? We've reached the segment where we guess and reveal who is responsible for this week's submission. Winner with the most correct guesses at the end of the series will win a Who Dundee Award. So as the reigning champ, I will go first. And let me just say that I have gone back and forth and back again, trying to figure out who submitted this thing. Um, But I think I'm going to just make Jim the new Devin and that I'm just going to guess Jim until I'm wrong. So Jim, I'm guessing this is you based on just my new red herring theorem. Uh, Kat, what do you think?
1: Um, I also had uh, difficulty trying to pin this one down, but I think I'm going to go with Pepe. Um, I think he would try to, uh, pick a mockumentary that isn't the typical satire that we have, um, that's in within this genre, like the last movie that we saw, since we know that that's not his type of comedy. Um, and I think this is something that's like unique and different and obviously foreign, and he seems to like kind of some of those foreign films, and there's some folklore in it. So that seems just to be i don't know pepe's kind of thing
0: yeah all all very sound reasoning there but devin what do you think
4: so there's some very good points i i have a theory and i'm think i'm going to stick with it i i don't i i something tells me that pepe would not submit two northern european foreign films in a row that seems like he's got a good variety a good like you know range of things he submitted i feel like he he's trying to do something different each time so i think what actually happened was that that movie november made ben remember this great movie called troll hunter that he watched a long time ago and ben submitted it for this season so that's my theory i think this was ben
0: okay i was fully expecting you to pull like a diagram out when you said you had the, all these points so <laughs> i'll add that in post
2: He's got a he's got a he's got a red yarn wall just off screen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> November totally yeah, yeah, and a just like a triangle. Yeah, yeah. Next time, <laughs> if if any of us ever gets <laughs> trapped by Devin, he'll take us to his evidence dungeon. It's like huh? here it is, guys. <laughs> Why Ben <laughs> chose this movie?
5: <laughs> totally.
0: All right, Pepe, what do you think?
2: Well, I guess I have to agree. It was a toss up between Jim and Ben. Um, this is pretty, I feel like firmly in Jim's wheelhouse. If only it wasn't a foreign film. Right. Um, and so that makes me lean a little bit towards Ben. Um,
0: but I don't know. I feel like,
2: I feel like Jim might, might put this on one day and
0: see what Troll Hunter is all about. So I'm going to guess Jim. Okay. that's two for Jim. Jim, who done it? It wasn't you who done it um
3: well that remains to be seen right but Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. since i can't vote for me damn uh (laughs) especially since i'm behind in the scorecard um uh but i don't know if my motive is to win or to foil Devin from winning i'm not sure what my motive is (laughs) in, in that whole contest but as far as who done it for this round with troll hunter I just have the impression that this is a Pepe film more than it is a Ben film. So I will pick Pepe.
0: Okay, so if I have this correctly, there's two votes from... No, I don't have this correctly. Devin, why don't you break it down? Two two for Jim
4: and two for Pepe, uh, and then one for you, Ben.
0: Okay, so uh, why don't we start with Jim then? jim did you done it um nah no well, that's too <laughs> wrong votes for me <laughs> all right let's see if cat is right and uh who else voted for pepe uh, jim. Jim. okay so let's see if cat and jim are right here pepe did you done it
2: yeah it was me
0: <laughs> <Woo! Dang> it. <laughs> Oh, good job, guys. Woo! That it's goes to show you follow your alike. instincts. Yeah, Devin, yeah. That is correct. All right, well done. So it's uh, you' yeah, feel now, like
2: you uh, outsmarted yourself on that one. Blue.
0: Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
5: he's so, so upset. No man. comment. No comment. He's so yeah, upset. Yeah, okay. the,
0: the the only the people who have won statues have both been wrong both times. I think now, oh, so man. it's a three way tie cool. between Cat uh, and. Uh, Jim and Pepe, right?
2: Really? Okay.
0: Let's yeah, yeah it, you, you got, guys. You yeah, job one. yeah good job. Excellent. All right. All right. all right. Yeah. Still, I'm still
4: in the running, though, because if I get the next two correct and Jim and cat and Pepe don't,
0: well, if so you're it, still yeah. in the running, that means I'm still in the running. This is so is that's, that's is so news me. Yeah,
3: yeah. no, this Evan has a red yarn wall, but it has to do what does it take to be number one like the Nelly yeah, song? Right.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right, Pepe. So now that we know who done it, it's time to ask why done it.
4: You see, you got some to do. <laughs>
0: uh
2: well, so like I said, when Mockumentaries came up, I knew I was gonna have hard time picking a movie um and like i also said i think last time i originally wanted to do spinal tap but that wasn't available um and so i was happy though that cat said that like uh well things that count, ca- things that are present themselves as documentaries count as mockumentaries and so uh right. when i went looking for a mockumentary i remembered this one and i remembered liking it a lot and I figured most of you guys probably hadn't seen it. Um, and it's just a super fun movie. So,
0: Yeah. So had you seen this a while back then? Like when it, it came out in 2010. So had you, did you see it back in like 2011 or whatever?
2: Yeah. You know, I remember when it, fir- when it first came out, it had a little bit of buzz around it because it was like this kind of underground, um, yeah. you know movie that was kind of unique and was getting a little bit of traction and it was on i think it was on netflix so it was just easily available
0: yeah the uh, name rang a bell but i didn't know it was a mockumentary and um i was surp- i was kind of pleasantly surprised to see the ratings were very solid for this one
2: yeah yeah people seem to like it i think it's in the like 80 percentiles on uh on rotten tomatoes so
0: and i think that's yeah probably mid to high it. 80s yeah yeah, yeah. So uh, who has seen this one and who hasn't? I had not. Had anyone else actually seen Troll Hunter? Have you had no. anyone heard of Troll Hunter? No. Well, thus concludes Who's heard of the it. Oh, you had heard of it. I, I had heard of it. I remember
4: seeing a trailer a while, like a long time ago. And like, I don't think I also, I also didn't realize it was a mockumentary. And so I just saw like, you know, like a couple seconds, it was like a really teaser trailer. And it was just like a little bit of a troll walking through the woods. And I was like, oh, it looks like some bad CGI. I'm I'm just not going to watch this. And I, I did not realize the kind of, uh, you know, the gimmick of the film. And that would have hooked me probably more back then.
0: Well, since you brought up CGI, let's talk about that. Did you did did the CGI work for you when you actually watched the film, or did you think did you keep the opinion that it was bad?
4: I think it's fine as like a mockumentary. It's yeah. very much like you know a uh, uh, claymation. What's the uh, the
0: guy who does stop Harryhausen like, yeah. or Go Motion?
4: Yeah, yeah exactly. it, it just had that that sort of vibe, and it was it was cool looking. I mean, definitely had like a a distinct style to it. Um, it definitely doesn't look realistic at all, especially by today's standards. But even, you know, 2010 standards, there was still probably better stuff being done. But uh, it, it was fine. I mean, it served its purpose. It fine. I feel like yeah. the trolls looked at least as good as the Ents did in Lord of the Rings.
0: No, yeah, that's a good
4: comparison. Yeah,
0: I think they looked pretty good. But I think a lot of it had to do with uh, the fact that they made sure that it was always dark when they showed the trolls or uh-huh. that it was like it was like the night vision lighting or whatever. Which is smart, you know? I mean, it's like, yeah, you're going you're gonna to hide a lot of uh, problems with that. And they yeah. matched the lighting yep. just fine. So yeah, I thought the, it I think, worked pretty well.
2: I think the, scene, the CGI scene that looked the worst was when he turned the one into stone. And then they had those really bright lights shining on it. And it was just like, oh, that thing is obviously not in the <laughs> picture with him.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's like also, I said, they tried to match the lighting as well as they could, which I thought pretty much work but that was the that was the one that was like the brightest and like most fully on display for sure
4: yeah there's also a scene near the end that stuck out to me the the cabin they go to I don't think actually is where they show it like they show like a beautiful landscape and then this cabin and it it looks a little funky it looks like they just put kind of a postcard of a picture of a cabin on top of the film Mm -hmm. and it's a little weird (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I was trying to figure figure that
2: out too. I I was like, why? Because obviously they filmed most of it in Norway. And I was like, why are they like green screening in the scene outside this window? Yeah, it looked kind of weird. Yeah, I think
0: think
4: it's because that that actual beautiful landscape probably does not have any structures in it. Because it's a beautiful landscape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: It may have even been like public land or something. Where it was like, you know, because they you want to get out to where there's no structures that are going to get in your shot and have to paint it out later. It's easier to just throw a green screen behind a window. <laughs> yeah. Could have been like downtown, Whateversburg. i I don't even know right. Norway. I was that just well. in one of
2: those guys' houses. They weren't even, at, you know,
0: totally. I thought about actually doing that for this, for the, like the back window, just make it look like I'm in Manhattan or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just toss the screen in. There you go. Yeah. It's costing me like $1 million a month to lease this place, I'll tell you. But let me let me go to that clip where the uh, troll turns to stone. So there's a couple of things in the uh, troll uh, milieu that I did know, the under-the-bridge thing that they turned to stone. That was from Lord of the Rings. The under-the-bridge thing is from everything, but I didn't know a lot of the other stuff. But I'll, I'll give you the, uh, the scene where we first... Uh, have the troll in its full glory coming out of the woods and uh he uses his uh uv um bazooka right on the
5: troll
0: pretty pretty good sound there yeah and uh yeah and that singing did remind me of the the fellow from roma that was doing the singing when the trees were falling and stuff so uh that leads me to believe that that fellow was uh norwegian as well they have a thing about singing during terrible uh, disasters apparently it's it's a norway thing that yeah. and oil
2: and
4: uh, and uh, that terrible like fermented fish, right? Uh, gefil- gef-
2: gefilte fish. No, that's no, the other one. Um, yeah, that's Strom, Strom, something.
0: Yeah, that's the uh, other terrible fish. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but But uh, how how versed are you guys in troll lore? Because I wasn't very, and I learned a couple of things, um, and I had I had some questions. Damn it! So I did a little bit of research.
2: <laughs> it, was, was anyone
0: like? right I off was the so, bat
2: knowledgeable. I, I was so happy how they just sort of like they were just like it's a movie about trolls so we're going to lean into it. They can smell Christian blood and shit like huh. that.
0: That was oh, the man. thing.
2: I, yeah, that was one of the things I looked up. They live under bridges and <laughs> yeah,
0: stuff
1: like that. You oh, know what I actually appreciated?
0: So yeah, was that they didn't wait till act 3 to show the damn trolls. They they were yeah. like nope, act 1 trolls you want yeah. you, you want trolls <laughs> we got him that was, one was of the other things. things. yeah i was
4: getting a real cloverfield vibe during the beginning that oh, it was totally. going to be a lot of like you know just kind of vague shots in the distance and then maybe at the last possible minute of the movie they're going to give us the the big you know um glory shot but yeah, no, yeah. Was, and then uh, they went the other
0: way and and especially like uh and the other one would be blair witch i had the the blair witch vibes for sure obviously this took uh pretty good uh or had pretty good influence from that uh, especially with the kids messing around with the cameras and going out to shoot something and uh, yep. being young. But uh, I remember the guy said um, the, there was like a troll eating match. Like, you don't want to get into an eating match with them or whatever. And, yeah, oh, right. yeah, the folklore isn't always right. And I was like, what? What are they talking about?
2: Right. Oh, well, some, sometimes folklore is wrong, but other times it's totally right.
0: Yeah, exactly. Depends on uh, what's convenient for the movie. Yeah. But apparently uh, – the boy who had an eating match with a troll is a Norwegian folk tale. I'm not gonna. You know what? I'll just try to pronounce it for the fun of it, because I'm gonna get it so wrong. Ask Aladdin som med trollet is a Norwegian fairy tale collected by Abjordson and Moe. You know the you know those oh, two
2: classic duo. That sounds of like George a George
0: <laughs> Yeah, the troll is commonly depicted not very intelligent and has poor vision, while the boy is clever, outwitting the troll to win an eating contest. So a farmer sends his sons to the woods. Uh, I guess this boy is pretty late. He's almost like a, a Tom Sawyer, like the the Great Whitewasher kind of thing. He goes in the forest um, to pay off some debts and cut some wood, and uh, they come across a troll uh, who threatens them. Uh, one by one, and the two uh, there's two older uh, older brothers. Okay, they they uh, are chased off, but the youngest son, the Tom Sawyer in the story. Uh, oh, and his name is uh, Ashlad, or he's the one named Askeladen. Askeladen. I bet it's Askeladen or something like that. Um, he's also called Boots in some version. Um, so when the troll threatens him, he pulls out his lunch, which is some cheese. He claims it's a stone, and he uh, squeezes it. And whey comes out, which I guess is like what cheese juice or something, uh, and then he threatens the troll and says he's strong as strong as the troll in, in wood cutting. um and so he tricks the troll into like doing his chores, basically, um and when it comes to like they kind of like challenge each other, and when he comes to carrying these huge buckets of wood, the boy says, "Oh, those are too small." Uh, and, uh, instead says he's going to go redirect an entire spring. And so they, and so they trade jobs and the troll not wanting to lose his spring, uh, exchanges chores with them and carries the wood. Um, and then of course they have lunch and some porridge is made and, uh, the boy, uh, pretends to eat the porridge. This is the eating contest part. We've arrived at that. He pretends to eat the porridge and instead, uh, he dumps it into his, oh, this is, they call it a scrip which I guess is some kind of like backpack or something. Uh, He pours more into the script than into his stomach. And uh, when he's full, he, full, I'll say in scare quotes, he cuts cuts a, uh, I guess it's under his shirt or something. You don't, you have to know what a script is. He cuts a a hole in his stomach, scare quotes again, and uh, the porridge comes out and he says, see, now I can eat more. And so he tricks the troll into cutting his own stomach open and the troll dies. And uh, apparently trolls have gold and silver because he tooks, he takes the uh, troll's gold and silver and pays off the family debt. The end. So now you know. Right. And the other a- other thing. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
4: I was going to say, it's interesting. I wonder if that's where the thing in Pathfinder comes from, where uh, trolls read the future by cutting open their guts and. Reading the oh. entrails, their own entrails. Oh, okay. That was a thing, and we just did that in Crimson Throne. Um, we visited a, in our Pathfinder role playing game, we visited a troll who uh, scryed, saw the future for us by uh, opening its own stomach, pulling its own guts out, and reading them. Um, and then trolls heal naturally in the world of Dungeons and Dragons. So they just stuff their guts back in and let
0: themselves heal. Yeah, I bet my eye teeth that they Anyway, from I wonder that. if that's
4: related because his guts, yeah, yeah, it seems like that a derivative.
0: Sense. So why don't trolls like Christians? Um, it is not known how that characteristic became a part of the troll legend, but it's been part of the lore for a long time. Um, similar to the giant in the English folktale, Jack and Beanstalk saying, fee fi fo fun," I smell the blood of an Englishman. The legend says that Uh trolls don't like Christians and can smell the blood of Christians and they become as agitated as waving a red cape in front of a bowl. So, I mean, this stuff must be like common knowledge in Norway because they didn't really explain it at all um and this kind of goes to what jim was saying a few weeks ago like what uh, who has the responsibility to like reach out to a wider audience or not i I kind of probably would have appreciated a little bit of a um explanation as far as that went but um you know now if you're watching the show or or listening to us you'll you'll know going into it if you haven't seen it yet
2: i thought that one of the funniest parts of the movie was when they got that new camera woman and she's like i'm muslim and they look to the guy and they're like well is that okay and he's like, yeah. I honestly don't know. We'll find out. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. that was so funny.
1: I assume, I don't know. because I didn't, I didn't Google to, to see what the answer would be to your question, Ben. But um, I feel like my assumption to why trolls may not like Christians has to be probably rooted on the fact that I feel like a lot of Nordic countries are um, kind of pagan. There's a lot of paganism. hmm so mm-hmm. it can be just an anti christian I don't know uh trying seven. to get
0: them to not come there,
1: <laughs> yeah, it just rude really they have their me. like
0: their Viking hats that they didn't actually wear, and they're just like, hey, there's trolls yeah. here, they don't like Christians, don't come here
1: exactly I feel that like could you could be that. on to something there,
0: yeah yeah yeah, No, i I like that that's that's well thought out um to the, to that point uh that you made Pepe um saying that uh that part where he's explaining the Muslim lady, um, that was a very strange part of the film for me. Um, cause I think structurally while I did like this film and it was, um, again, I went into it like, oh, another foreign film, but then like I settled into it and it was great. But, uh, I think structurally they had one too many troll encounters. Um, because like in a horror film, you usually want the tension to hold and build up to a certain point to when the main characters, uh, are in over their heads. And when they figure out that they're in over their heads, it's too late. But um, when their first cameraman died, they had all the chance in the world to GTFO and they did not. And then they got another camera person. And so it was like, okay, well, why did you release the tension there? But uh maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. Did anyone like this a lot or not like it? Where did we stand on that?
4: Um, I, I, I overall really enjoyed the movie. I think that, Part like the sort of way that you could write off maybe the pay like like what what could be seen as pacing issues is just that, like, if the conceit of the film is that it's found footage and that this is just we're just presenting, you know, this footage as best we can, then it makes sense that it wouldn't follow like a narrative plot lengths. it's like yeah that's not where like in a normal story it probably would have ended right there but there's more stuff because they're real people and this is a real documentary and yeah so, but i don't believe yeah.
0: real people would stick around after their buddy just got eaten by a bunch of trolls but yeah
3: yeah that was hard that was kind of hard to swallow it seemed like oh well on to the next one um there wasn't a whole lot of like horror involved with losing their cameraman you you know they were like oh yeah we, yeah we, wow. we got away uh let's go you know let, let's you know let's
0: continue uh, this ride
3: yeah <laughs> yeah let's continue this ride and I do agree with you that there was too many sightings so I I think that you know the way the formula is and and you guys had talked about it before is when you have a monster one of the ways that you showcase a monster is by like the hints but you don't really get to see it. Um, maybe a few glimpses here and there until the end Um, and and I was kind of thinking along the same lines as you guys but they showcase the monster so much I felt like it was a little too much to be honest
4: well I think another thing about that though is that this isn't really a horror film in the in the traditional sense at least I wasn't Scared yeah. by any of it. Um, it no, was never like, yeah, it was, they never really ratcheted up that tension to the point where I felt like I was watching a horror film. So I feel like some of the stuff they did was kind of like, you know, went to more like an action film, especially the ending. I think the like final, I think honestly, got adventure. a little, yeah, got a little action towards the end. I think when, when his like gun that was just a f- like a big bright flash, mm-hmm. like shot a ray of energy and, like, just became a Star Wars weapon at the end for some reason it was kind of weird. It literally looked like the photon cannon from Star Wars where it, like, makes a little electrical well, thing the travel across one. its surface. Yeah, like, it was very strange. Uh, I don't know. It, it it ended kind of awkward
0: for me. Yeah, it was kind of like but, a, a chopped salad of different uh, genres. That's why I had to say, like, six different yeah. genres when I let in. But it did yeah. basically follow, I'd say if it followed any one of the, like, classic genre structures it followed the horror one most of all but it did also do the fantasy one a lot but i mean they had yeah they had everything in there again it's like almost like with november they're just like you know this is our one film that we're going to make in norway for the next 10 years that's going to get uh, any kind of uh, following so let's just toss everything we've got in there though except for viking boats yeah
2: i yeah. would
0: have i would have wanted a longboat scene
2: i think um well i I really liked seeing the mon the monsters, right, because there are lots of movies out there where you never get to see the monster until the end and i I think that most of the time that's pretty lame um, and it was also cool because of they all the trolls that they saw were each different, and they all looked weird and were just they were interesting to look at, and they all acted differently and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think that this, calling this movie a horror movie is kind of not quite right. I think no. it's more of like an action right. comedy or something. Um, but yeah, I think that, I, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think that there was a, there was a sort of plot that they needed to tie up, right? Because they needed to figure out like why all these trolls were leaving their territories. Yes. And so, there was some reason for them to, like, keep going even after their friend had died. J- on top of just, like, the novelty of, like, oh, now we know that trolls are w- real and we can sell this footage for <laughs> lots of money.
0: Um, right, right. Yeah, not from the kid's perspective, but the troll hunter's perspective, right?
2: Yeah. Um, well, the, from the kid's perspective, too, of just making, becoming famous from this story. Um, right, but that
0: was th- theirs, but the... the I, I I guess I'm agreeing that the motivation from the troll hunter in the in the cottage industry, the uh, TIL. Uh, yeah, oh, no, no, not the TIL. What do they call it? The TSS, the Troll TSS. Security Service. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I thought they were going to make it about global warming and kind of like nudge it along in that sense. But I guess it was about this uh, troll rabies thing. Am I uh-huh. right about that?
4: Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They did drop they yeah they did drop like a hint about global warming when they, when they were the bear cover story in that they were talking about how like global warming was driving the bears into like populated areas um but yeah All those they did kind of hint so at goofy that. too. Yeah, that one dead bear they carried with this oh, like tongue yeah. out. Okay. It's great.
0: Let me stop you right there because that was one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> it was good.
3: Hello. Hello Finn. Hello. How are you? Good. Are you good? Good. Are you very good? Yes. Hello, thank Hello. you. So very long way. Yes. Very long way. Wait. wait, are you filming? Are you filming? Ah, yes. Are, yes. This is best.
1: Very good. Very fresh. This is not a Scandinavian beer. No Croatia. This is Croatian beer. Croatia. Very
5: similar to Scandinavian, the same, very close. No problem. No problem. No problem.
0: Finn, it's no problem. It's yeah, close yeah. enough. Probably a lot of a lot of people <laughs> wouldn't notice the difference, but yeah. I guess it, I guess we haven't really introduced what the deal is. They start following around this guy that's supposed to be a bear hunter, and uh, turns out he's hunting poacher. trolls. A yeah, I po- think po- he's a poacher.
4: A poacher. That's why <laughs> oh, they're following him. They goodness. think he's a criminal. Okay.
0: Yeah. I see. I see. And uh, yeah, so they're trying to gather evidence and whatnot, and sneak around. Um, and this is where I'll talk about structure because it's such a mashup, but they did have elements of diff- a lot of different stuff. Um, the uh, the first structure that they kind of followed was like an adventure fantasy structure because they're following this guy. They don't know what he's uh, up to and they keep pushing and pushing. And then eventually they do this thing called crossing the threshold, which is like this important moment, particularly in adventure and fantasy films where, these main characters step through some sort of doorway into another world. And uh, they do that when they follow this fella through this, like, actual, like, property gate with the red sign. So I love when movies do the actual, an actual, like, throw us a bone with an actual, like, threshold to cross. And so, like, not long after that, that's when they uh, follow him into the woods and see the troll for the first time. And I'll play the, a clip of that where I call Seeing is Believing. And uh, it was actually a, kind of a pleasant surprise because I thought we would only see a light show and hear sounds, but um, we did get to see the trolls not too long after this.
5: <laughs>
0: you think that they're they're at the tree line and the trolls kind of emerge out of the trees and i was like oh they're actually showing this thing and it had the three heads and whatnot and uh they did some running away and that's actually like where I thought they would already be in over their heads and lose somebody, but uh, they yeah. didn't. And, and it turned out more of like a story about this guy who is killing these innocent wild animals for uh, reasons that he no longer believes in or likes. So they threw in so much, so many different uh, structural things there at, uh, but somehow I think overall they made it work, so uh, well done whoever wrote this. I'm not going to try to pronounce the guy's name. Um, I don't know about rubbing that gelatinous goo all over their bodies, oh, but that was a, that was a neat detail that was really really gross. But at first I, they don't want to do it, but later on the guy's just like give me some more. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, want to smell like. <laughs>
4: I thought it was really funny how they, like, he, he stresses so much that, like, if you're going to come, you have to do whatever I say, no matter what. And, like, the first thing he tells them to do, they're like, oh, no, we're not fucking doing that. Are you kidding? no yep, yeah, right. like, <laughs> Take
2: our That's clothes off I would... and bathe
0: out.
4: <laughs> yeah, out <of> yeah. Out.
0: <laughs> In Norway, uh, against their, uh, their yeah. uh, Viking religion, it'll uh, offend Odin. But, uh, yeah, rubbing that stuff all over, yeah, that would have been when I noped out of that whole thing. Well, I mean, you know, when the trolls showed up too, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I thought, just I I can't that, abide that.
2: I thought that that guy being like a disgruntled employee was such a funny pre- premise. I that was so good. He's that just was like, good, yeah. this job is shitty. I hate
4: it. It just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. And
2: yeah, then, he's so nonplussed. I mean, we see example after example why, but that scene, that scene where they're at the bridge and he puts on that armor... And that one troll just, like, smashes him. He just gets... That was so funny, man. Oh, man. That was he the midpoint. annihilated by that troll.
0: Yeah, and typically in a regular story, that's when we see our characters have their first big triumph. And what it was in this story, being kind of more of a horror structure, that was the first moment when we see that this guy who's supposedly in control of things, we see that he's not as in control as we might suspect yeah. that you know and the kids actually ended up helping him and saving him there
4: I, I almost think maybe that the writer of this was like trying to defy genre in a sense like he like was purposely kind of making decisions to just be like you know like what would, what would a normal story do in this scenario let's just like curve the other direction and then like you know kind of build it into this thing but then as soon as you kind of think it's going one way curve it the other direction like that's kind of interesting to see
0: like they're yeah. kind of defying genre in a sense sort of subverting expectations even structurally
2: Well, I think the story, I think the movie has a lot of, like, very well-chosen, like, story beats, right? Because you, we eventually find out that, like, it's not that this guy is just, like, tired of spending his nights in the woods, like, covered in troll goo, you know? He he has this, he has had this experience where his higher-ups basically told him to go do a thing that he was, like, morally against doing and has, like, been struggling with the consequences of that on top of just being covered in troll goo all the time. Um, But then we also find like, there's like that hint of like a romance that he has or had with the veterinarian woman. And um, you get the sense that he really does that. He's basically like a park ranger. He like really cares about the trolls. He Uh, does. Yeah. Yeah. And like those parts of the movie, like, just make it so much
0: better and like agreed. Yeah. It gives it some depth and it gives it some richness. Yeah. No, he doesn't hate the trolls. He's not like, uh, you know, one of the old knights that are just hunting the dragons or whatever, because the dragons are evil or whatever. Um, it's, it's more like in line with a ranger who has to shoot a bear because he's the bear has, you know, learned to rummage through the garbage and is now a threat to the, campers or whatever you know right which which makes sense and i wonder if that if it was based off of some stuff that was like going on in in norway or just or based on that type of thing around the world i think it must have been um i think that this could do pretty well if it was adapted uh for an american audience actually like an like if they adapted it for like a netflix film and might i suggest that david harbour for the troll hunter if that ever happens I'll just throw that out there.
2: See, they'd give it to like Michael Bay and you wouldn't be
4: able to see shit. and It would be terrible.
0: They'd be like shooting rocket launchers at the yeah, be, instead of light <laughs> weapons. Yeah.
4: They'd
2: give it, they'd make someone, they'd give it to someone who just yeah, that's like a had good point. no idea.
0: That's a good point. They tend to do better <laughs> with adapting, uh, like television shows than they do with adapting movies like that. Cause I remember mm-hmm. like, I remember liking, uh let the right one in and then they adapted that for America and it was just awful. And then there was one like open your eyes was another one from way back. That was a really cool one. And then they adapted it and called it vanilla sky with Tom Cruise. And it was just not good. Um, so, but television shows, uh, Pepe's favorite, the office, they did a fantastic job of adapting that. And they, and ugly Betty was another one. They did a good job adapting that one. Well, this, um, so. I mean, this,
2: this movie walks such a fine line between like not, in the sense of like not committing to be a, a full action movie. And I could totally see how like they could just be like, yeah, we're just going to make it an action movie and they're just going to be like fighting trolls and the trolls are going to fight each other. And then, you know, all this other nonsense. They would America just a wants action. Up. We don't want the
0: depth. Yeah. yeah. Right.
2: Except when, we're totally making, except when we're making Godzilla movies and then those monsters will stay away from each other for the entire runtime, except <laughs> for the last 10 minutes.
0: <laughs> I know I've been so, um consistently disappointed by those particular adaptations <laughs> the i think the worst one of those was uh Ferris Bueller when he was in uh, in Godzilla back yeah. in like the end of the 90s or whatever that was a particularly awful one uh,
1: was,
0: i think yeah. i gave up on him after that i think they yeah, got a bit that, but... that
3: was a Godzilla movie that they don't talk about really
0: that was right? terrible, yeah. terrible matthew broderick yeah just yeah he loves them. Them was. Good. Yeah, hero Matthew, I Matthew oh, Roderick. Boy. Godzilla, oh, go. Godzilla. <laughs> oh, no. my
5: Godzilla too so so God, oh,
2: no. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that the one where Godzilla was just basically like a big iguana like it was just
4: like a big animal
2: he wasn't even really Godzilla
4: he was he like definitely a- he didn't like breathe his like ray or anything like that yeah he was he was i think more animalistic as she it was a female in that version yeah, right uh
2: um, there a
0: bunch of babies.
2: Don't they defeat the baby godzillas by like throwing marbles on the floor and they like slip around all goofy? <laughs> I don't remember like
0: that? This was like this that's godzilla all. was was given the green light after Jurassic Park was Oh uh, yeah, okay. I think that's why it was like make it as Jurassic Park-esque. But I don't I don't remember a lot of the details. I just remember being like this isn't really Godzilla. It's I one of those where like, they Someone wrote a movie and they like, well, you know what? This is Godzilla. That's what this is. Yeah. A uh, filmmaker thing. When I like when the and the cat, you'll you'll know this one. Uh when they're at the breakfast cafe, the the kids are doing the filmmaking thing. They hold up a, a white piece of paper to do the white balance of the camera. Uh that's hashtag filmmaker shit. That was legit. You gotta do your white balance, right? Yeah,
1: it's funny because um obviously it's a mockumentary, but it did remind me like goofing off with um uh, and not, i mean not that they were goofing off but it reminded me very much like yeah, they were being, having
0: fun being filmmakers right
1: yeah being on the set with a bunch of people you know your age young and just like i was thinking about me how too. how irresponsible they were like like ethically in many ways Oh and yeah. i i didn't know obviously because i'm like well i can't critique it like genuinely because it is a mockumentary it's not an actual documentary but I was like, if it was a legit documentary, there's a lot of unethical things that they kind of did. That,
4: I mean, that struck me as so realistic that like, that's so yeah. like totally something called like some dumb the fucking college, college students that. would just like yeah. follow a bear poacher into I the agree, forest. Yeah. yeah, like that's so like they would totally fucking do that. It's so yeah. stupid. And yes, they would absolutely do it. But no, yeah, I Kat.
1: Too. I was like, yeah, no, 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 but really I,
0: I want to hear what you, some specifics if you have any in mind though.
1: Well, I the obvious one was like the trespassing thing and I'm like and they filmed them literally grabbing the sign, taking it off and we're like we're just going to trespass and it's like, you know, yeah, I remember having entire classes about what to do, you know, in regards to if private property versus public and trespassing and what that entails and what you should do. So, um that one was like a very obvious one and Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I mean the safety of the crew is first and yep. foremost out of <laughs> yep. and that was out the window this entire movie so um yeah that was that was another thing
0: i wonder if they were like okay uh, we went to film school everything that uh professor mcgarnagle told us like not to do we're gonna write into this to do you know <laughs> like let's just do that they i'm surprised they didn't open up with them playing around on the train tracks or something you know huh yeah i don't know, Never whether, you know whenever
2: character. whenever i see a movie with a person carrying around a boom mic i'm immediately endeared by them because i'm just like that's got to be the worst job <laughs> Boom she mic was operator. The old,
0: it is it's one of, one of the most important jobs and one of the hardest ones to do right too um and it's another, another i've said this before the that sound is the uh, like red-headed stepchild of the film industry but it's still one of the most important things but, yeah, that was endearing, and it's like that's what makes it feel like you're a filmmaker, too, if you have someone with a boom mic running around. But she was the only one who gave a crap that the uh that the other guy the the um the closet Christian or the secret Christian guy got killed. She was the only one that really reacted. Everyone yeah. else was just like totally plus including the yeah. other filmmakers yeah. The kid with the blue mic, he just did not care. He's just like, you know, well, get that other, <laughs> get that girl that we know that also uh, knows how to run a camera, you know? Yeah. Train her in.
1: <laughs> it, it almost had the, like, the feel to me, like that the, at least the reporter. So I guess, yeah, not the cameraman, but the one who's been asking the questions and everything. I can't remember his name. Um, the one that got also bit in the beginning. But yeah, um, yeah. It almost like their indifference towards their fellow crew member um being attacked and everything i was just like it had very nightcrawler vibes to me where it's like we just need to get the footage it doesn't matter we just need to get the footage and we don't care who dies in the process um which for me was like obviously the extreme end of college students you know being eager and hungry like i'm like yes obviously college students could be that but not to that extent. If that something like that happens, they're like, "All right, we need to stop production because this is a huge deal."
0: Totally. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. yeah. That old curmudgeon, Professor McGarnagle. What does he know? Uh, we just lost one cameraman. That's not a big deal. There's tons of cameramen that we know. <laughs> right? The
4: the way that my like suspension of disbelief uh, like wrote that off was that like one we don't see them really interacting with the cameraman much. Like we see the the Thomas and the girl interact a lot and like they seem to have some almost like a relationship but it's not really clear. They don't really ever talk to the cameraman. Also, he like totally got himself killed. Like he absolutely deserved to die. Like he just lied about the one thing that the guy was like you have to tell me if you are Christian. You will die yep. if you are Christian. Yep. And he's like no, not Christian. No. Yeah,
0: no, no, never no. never never like, be Absolutely deserved it. Maybe you was never a be a secret Christian. Christian. Yeah. No, you gotta own that shit when trolls are involved. Come on.
4: Yeah, he's the guy in the horror film movie who's like, no, I don't believe in this this slasher, you know, this the whatever the hook handed man or whatever the fucking you know goes into the haunted house and gets murdered. And it's like, yeah, of
0: course. Yeah, skeptics are always punished uh, in horror movies. We we know this, right? Am I right, Jim? Or am I right?
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely the unbeliever. They're they're definitely push them and uh, the non virgins
0: that's right yeah yeah. yeah yeah anyone anyone who is not a um uh, pure yeah a puritan yeah. In, in their yeah exactly in their uh yep. actions yep exactly the hard partiers and and the people that are are doing the thing um yeah exactly it, i thought it was interesting that they correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure they the trolls were classified as mammals in this yeah yes yeah. Yeah, they're mammals. How, do, how does that work? Yeah, how does that work? They turn to stone. You know, mammal stuff.
4: <laughs> yeah, the way they explained they're like turning to stone, they're just like, oh, man. yeah, their bones you know? like uh, the extra calcium, and they just turn. It's like just, what? just
2: they enough calcify. scientific mumbo jumbo that you sort of follow it enough to be like, oh, okay, but it has makes no sense at all. Oh
0: man, yeah. it's so good. You know, hypercalcification. You know that. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's a thing.
2: vitamin D uh,
0: yeah whatever that's right UV uh bazooka yeah I did like (laughs) his UV bazooka though but all these things weren't things that really really bothered me the only things that really bothered me about the film that really pulled me out of it was I already mentioned it was when they kind of like when they entered that abandoned mine I was like okay this is our lead into act three it's a perfect arena and an arena for those that don't know in both movies and video games, is, um, is an area that's kind of uh, closed off uh, where you can expect an epic fight. And uh, in this case, they went into, like, the den of trolls. Uh, they found a bunch of them, which also reminded me of that Muppet show. Uh, oh, what's it called? Um, Fraggle Rock? Help me out here, guys. Yeah, Fraggle Rock. It, they kind of had a Fraggle Rock look yeah. to them, didn't they? It was like Fraggle Rock Nightmare. But uh, they I thought that that would be it and that they were going to like that they, that those little dr- trolls were going to be like the false threat because you have to have the false threat. And then the, the mega troll would like be the one that came in and like took them all out. Um, but it ended up being uh, just the, the scene where they they offed the uh, the closet Christian fella. Um I do have a clip from that though that was that was another funny moment. I guess I see why they looking back now I see why some people classify this as also a comedy. Here's your uh, troll gas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: now for my Dude, money if there was money on the table they couldn't just leave it there you gotta take it no you no, gotta, no you gotta i not take all that comedy money on the table
0: yeah no i was gonna i was gonna say that if they had just ended the film there i wouldn't have complained like, just, <laughs> it was just too noxious
2: well they they made I, the other the other good joke too of them of the three of them sitting in that little hole terrified and the troll hunter guy, just like with his hat down, asleep.
5: <laughs> such
2: oh a yeah, like, totally. Such a cliche joke, yeah.
4: Yeah, totally. that scene. That scene freaked me out though, because I don't know who to talk to about this. But I think they might have mic'd my bedroom to get the audio for that. The flatulence. <laughs> <show>. oh, <man. laughs> I was like, I, I recognize that. I I don't know. Have you woken yourself <laughs> up there, Devin? <laughs> yeah,
0: it sounded very familiar to me. Well, you should have gotten the "Don't go in there" after him statue. <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> Instead, it was me. Um, yeah, but that mega troll thing. Um, that I think it it paid off. Pretty well. I I forgave him for the tension release thing. I was just kind of more surprised because they had hit all the other. It was almost like the writer was uh, doing some very poetic fun stuff with structure and playing with structure so much. I was surprised that he like let that tension out there. And uh, I think like one more little rewrite would have helped that. But I did like the um, the confrontation with the last troll. It did subvert my expectations again because I thought Megatroll was going to be the end of them and it wasn't. Instead, the other thing that bothered me was the ending. I didn't really understand what the hell was going on with that ending. Um, the truck comes in with Finn, I guess. Maybe they were cover-up agents that were killing him. Why didn't they take the footage? Pepe, do you care to uh, take a crack at this, or anyone else that, that understood it better than me?
2: I don't, I don't have any special insight into it. I, I was kind of... Uh, I think they just kind of needed a way to wrap it up. Although... The the troll hunters like handler guy was getting sort of like more and more upset with them as the movie went on, and so like them kind of coming in and like chasing them down and beating them up or I I mean I don't know if they I don't know if they killed them or not but maybe or at least stole their footage from them um, and then it it got leaked again somehow or uh, yeah I'm not sure
0: yeah could have used something.
4: The ending title cards implied that they were never seen again, which I think yeah. how, I, how I read it is because that truck, yeah. there was that truck that was like screeching to a stop. When he got to the street, there was a semi coming that was screeching to a halt as he yelled at it. And so how I read it was that like everyone, uh, the, the woman and the uh, camera woman die or or kidnapped and taken to a gulag. I don't know. But then Thomas escapes with the trucker in this truck sends in the footage somehow and, and stays in hiding and, you know, doesn't ever yeah. reveal his identity or come out into the open because he doesn't want to get killed. So he releases the footage. I mean, I, again, I suspended my disbelief very hard for this film, I guess, but that's how I read it. Did you, did you really plausible. like this
0: movie? Cause you tend to do that. Yeah I, like I,
4: yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was fun to watch. Yeah. It was, it was a
0: kind of a turn your
4: brain off. Enjoy it kind of film.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll make those mental leaps too. If I like something, I'll be like, well, I can explain it. You know, I'll fill in that. Yeah. Way.
2: I thought the ending of this movie was actually really great for a a number of different reasons. Um, one of which is that you almost, you almost never get to see monsters in movies on that scale. Um, and so them just doing that and then like seeing that big troll interacting with that tiny little guy and them like fighting and it just like being there and being huge was super cool. Um, But also, like, I think that, like, all of those, like, little emotional beats that they had put in throughout the movie, like, then kind of paid off at the end. Because you really see that that guy, the troll hunter, is Pons, like, yeah. yeah, he's really upset to kill this, like, thousand-year-old creature,
3: right?
0: Yeah, it, it kind of killed him in turn, didn't it? He ended yeah. up either walking off to, what, commit suicide, maybe, or just walked off into the wilderness to die or, or something.
2: Yeah. Just like wanted to go out. It was like committed to doing this last thing that he felt like he was duty bound to do or something. And then just like, yeah, walking off into the sunset. And it made me think a lot of like, um, the redwoods near here and like, the fires that happen mm-hmm, here and like mm-hmm. those trees are like the same ages of some of these trolls were supposed to be and it's like yeah. some
0: of them date back to you know the time of christ right the yeah two thousand years old They're some of the yeah. oldest living entities on the planet
2: yeah and so it just it's it really it does such a good job of like bringing that uh by just like giving it some depth giving it some emotional depth yeah uh, i
0: agree I, I think that it was a little confusing to me, I guess, like I watched it twice and I even looked it up online, um, but I think the penny just dropped now uh, in that he saw that Finn was coming. He knew that the footage would be taken. And so the, the guy that got the rabies or uh, the main guy got desperate and ran with the footage to where that truck driver was or something. Yeah, but I just I think they could have made the threat more. Viable or something, you know, I, I don't know. a little something a little extra nudge there would have would have really clarified it for me. But uh, I'm not gonna take too many points away from them for that. I think that the the mega troll whole sequence was was pretty good. Um, I don't know that the the whole like rabies thing really paid off, though. He got that scratch. I kept thinking like, in fact, what I thought was that somehow this like certain like troll rabies strain, had driven that guy crazy or something. And then he was like running off because of that or something. So I guess maybe that lended a bit to my confusion. But uh, did anyone
5: else?
0: I did find that kind of a hanging thread. It wasn't really clear.
4: Also, I did think it was weird that he got bitten by a troll when all the trolls we saw would have bitten him in half. Like they they were were far too large to take like a bite out of him. I think he got scratched. Yeah, he called it a baby movie. That's because he, yeah, he thought it was a bear or whatever when he first said that. Oh, uh, right. Maybe it was more of a scratch, I guess, but I'm not sure. Um, yeah, it did seem strange. But yeah, I don't, I don't really know what the purpose of him getting rabies was, except that it was like kind of funny when the hunter was like, uh, "Oh yeah, I guess you might have rabies." <laughs> and, like he just kind of
0: you know brushed it aside. But it was like I don't know. I don't think that's what it was all about. I don't know. Yeah, I thought yeah. he was gonna. Here's how I thought it would go down. I'll, I'll get right to you, Jim. I thought that like because he was freaked out at the rabies and didn't care about the troll, that he would be the one to like steal the truck to try to get to the hospital and therefore screw up Hans's plan. But instead, I guess it went down that the the, the troll was coming towards the cabin where they were supposed to be staying safe. And so Hans was like trying to lead it away or whatever. Because that way would have like played into the plot, you know?
4: Yeah, that, that whole sequence was a little strange, too, because they're, they're like, he's like telling them, like, go, I'm, I'm going to lure him this way. And they're just like running after him, like after his truck, and they keep like following him. And I guess they're just trying to get their shot. Like, it still makes sense, but it was a little like, I don't know, nerve wracking. Well, they're,
2: they're his friends now. They don't want him to go fight this giant troll by, them, by himself.
4: Well, yeah, but I don't know if I guess I, I, I read it more as he was just trying to, like, get it away from the cabin. So it didn't just come and smash the cabin. Like, I didn't think he was, like, going to, like, fight it right then and there. And he didn't wind up fighting it right then and there. Um, he, they had to, like, you know, make their whole separate attack. I don't know.
0: Well, I, for one, am very forgiving for these things. And as Ed Wood, that uh, director Ed Wood from Plan 9 from Outer Space said, details, it's all about the big picture. So uh, for this one, I'm giving it the Ed Wood uh, forgiveness clause. Um, but, uh, Jim, you had something to add.
3: Oh, I was going to say, as far as um, him getting scratched and saying it was a bite, I think that was to showcase the reason why all of these trolls were migratory. Because by finding out he had, you know, the rabies, then they could infer that, oh, they were spreading the rabies, and all of a sudden, you know, all these trolls are kind of breaking their, their uh, figurative enclosures. Um, yeah. But, y- you know, having watched a, a glut of horror movies when he first started talking about how he was scratched and I seen how vicious that scratch was, I was like, Oh, he might turn into one or something happened where he's just throwing up his insides. You know what I mean? And it get really dark and horrific and that never happened. So,
0: yeah, maybe again, (laughs) that was the writer just going to subvert expectations. But I think that sometimes when writers lean too much into subverting, they miss some stuff that might've been better had they just ran with The typical thing. I really wanted that to pay off. Like, you know, he either dies or or him getting freaked out about the rabies, I thought was the perfect time for him to steal that truck and be like, I'm going to the hospital.
3: Sure, sure. Well, there was a lot of muted emotionality and it was perplexing a little bit. I know it's a different culture. You you know, some cultures are more stoical about things, you know. But, uh, you know, the death of the cameraman, everybody kind of seemed muted or most people. Uh, with yeah, the accept- exception of the girl. um When he had rabies, oh, no big deal. You know, I, I, rabies is a big deal. Y- you yeah. know, oh, you go yeah. to the hospital
0: for You'll... that shit. And I was like, what? What is going Talk on? Talk about a timer. It's the perfect yeah, timer yeah, a perfect timer. Yeah, that's you, the ticking you, timer. If you yeah, don't get exactly. it treated, you will die. And it's a horrible death. I mean, you know, you can't yeah, drink water because you're a wretch. Uh, it's, it's terrible. Yes.
3: Yeah. And then <clears throat> with the handler, even that he was like ah you know you you shouldn't be filming this but i'm just gonna stand here and just keep telling you you shouldn't be filming Sin? this you should turn the camera yeah. yeah you should turn the cameras off but it's really no big deal is it was like it was really weird some of those sequences um i felt like this movie I, I at least the reception i gave was kind of a ho-hum it was it was all right i mean it passed the time but i didn't think it was anything spectacular um personally
0: there was elements of it that i really liked and then like i said again i kept wanting to put my writer hat on for certain things you know what i really yeah. enjoyed was there whoever was doing those sketches clearly uh, and I, I bet it was oh, the yeah. director uh, those sketches were fantastic i really loved them and they used them yeah. and, and really effectively uh the right after the midpoint they're sitting in the guy's trailer and uh, looking through his sketches and they have that one of the mega troll you know, and they're like, "Are these are their trolls this big?" And he's like, "Yes, I'm the only one who's seen one." And that was a really great way to like promise the, that the climax and like preview the antagonist. You know, so um, I thought salt that in was the audience, really right. right. Salt in them. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And don't over salt. I'm learning yeah. the lingo. No, the drawings were good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <up>. Good job. <laughs> a plus plus. Yeah, yeah.
2: That was a that was a cool drawing of that troll and then the with with its mouth open. With and the then mouth. The man,
0: yeah. Yeah, just for size, you know. Just yeah, yep. Yeah, he's gonna eat the guy. I thought they ate rocks, though. So maybe that guy was like a a, a rock star. <laughs> listening
2: or listening to him talk about how stupid trolls were was so funny. I, I could have listened to that oh, guy talk yeah, yeah, about yeah. how dumb trolls were and just like his the one troll that tried stories. to eat his own
0: tail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. tried to eat his own tail and then ended up like rolling down the mm. hill or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, let's let's quickly go around. Cat, uh, how were how were you on Troll Hunter as far as uh, as far as overall? What do you think?
1: Um, so I feel like I really wanted to like this movie, but it didn't really meet the expectations for me. Like um, I think it had a lot of potential, and I I think the really like the point where it kind of went down for me it was when they showed. The trolls like up front, and I and I get the CGI like wasn't all that great, but like what Pepe said about Lord of the Rings, probably equivalent, and that didn't like yeah. you know, didn't ruin the movie for me. But I think after they showed it, it suspended the there was no like um. <sighs> I guess, you know, to go back to what you guys were talking about, about the genres, like, it didn't feel like a horror, didn't feel like a thriller, really, it felt more like an adventure. And then when it was comedic, I was like, this just kind of seems like this adventurous, you know, action, funny movie. And I'm not sure if that was done intentionally. And if it was to kind of go back and forth in genres, and that's great that the writer can do that. But I don't know if that was, was intentional. And so, um, I was kind of uncertain about that and it just, the plot, I guess, didn't really go where I thought it was going to go. And it didn't really hold my attention. It had a hard time holding my attention, um, and kind of like keeping me like entertained and hooked after a certain, Um, but I think it has a lot of potential. I think like the actors were great, you know, especially the troll hunter. He was a really awesome actor. There was this, those, those humorous moments that I enjoyed. Um, and it was still like fun in the sense of like it being adventurous, but it was um, fun. Yeah. But I I think it, especially at the end, kind of like this uncertainty of what happened. And I feel like they could have had such a, I don't know, such a memorable ending to, to tie it all up.
0: Yeah. It didn't really. Yeah. That I think either. there was, it could have used some clarification. There's a saying in writing that tension creates a tension. And I think if there's one. Mm big feedback thing i would give the especially in like if you're doing a horror thing um i would say to work on that to keep that tension going because that the and the the biggest one was like you build up it was such a good i was so ready for that abandoned mine to be the arena in which the third act would unfold and it just didn't happen and that the one guy got killed and I thought it would proceed to they're running from the little trolls and they pop outside and there's mega troll out there waiting for them. Um, and, and I don't know if that's me like projecting what I wanted to happen or not, but, um, I did feel like once the tension was let out there, they never kind of built it back up. And that's, and that's true with music too. That, that goes across to music too. Music is all about building up tension and release and you have to do it correctly. You know, you don't want your release to be at it, it during the, um, the chorus, right? You want your release to be at the end of the chorus when you go and then you release and then you build back up with the verse. So, um, yeah, uh, if you worked on that. So I think if, again, if they adapted this and and did it right, I think it could be a very cool movie um, or a story overall. Again, David Harbour, if they do it.
1: Hmm. And I think you're definitely right on that because I was trying to pinpoint what it is about the plot that I didn't, it didn't hold to me because I, I think I'm pretty easily entertained i don't think it's that hard to hold my attention so um but yeah i think what you're saying about the tension i, I think that's kind of it wasn't either it wasn't there or it was not it, i felt maybe it was poorly executed at least for me personally
0: yeah and that's why in a lot of horror they don't show the bad guy until at least the midpoint mm-hmm. you know at the midpoint is when you first see the ghost or whatever you know um but i thought you know with the adventure part and since they were like doing it, I guess I went into it thinking they were hunting a troll, but I, you know, I can forgive that because it was, no, it was about like all the trolls are going crazy for some reason. And so he has to go. And I I thought that was kind of neat and endearing too. Um, but typically, yeah, you want to wait till the midpoint to reveal uh, your monster. Go ahead, Jim.
3: Oh, I was going to say that's a, a, that's a hit. I mean, Hitchcock has added a lot of, you know, uh, tropes and, and tools and Alfred Hitchcock is very much on the the tension building, but you don't quite see the thing, and that just adds more tension um, as the movie pro- progresses. Absolutely, the show, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And I think, yeah, the- go ahead. Sorry, because um, like you know, I think what Pepe also has mentioned about like you know, I think it's that he thinks it's lame about showing the monster usually at the end, and I agree that 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 tends to be something that often happens in these kind of, you know, horror films and everything that you don't really see it until maybe at the very end. Um, But I think with this, the reason why seeing it really, like, I think was the downfall for me was because it was a mockumentary in the sense of like, it just looks so not real that it completely took me out of that mockumentary feel. Unlike if it was fictitious, like, you know, same CGI effects in Lord of the Rings, of course it's not going to take me out because I'm like, this This entire thing is fictitious. But it being the genre that it is, it being a mockumentary, for it to not look, I don't know, vaguely, like, somewhat real, and I think they could have done that had they been just a, more obscure, where you saw it, but it was more like Bigfoot, you saw, like, these pixelated images of this big hairy man, you know, like the, the other series have done with, with that kind of... um mythological creature too um i think they could have done it in a way that you see it but you don't really get a good look at it um and i think that's what it really took me out for this movie
0: yeah that that speaks to me i think that um there's a temptation to build up movies based on the structure and the and the formula and then you have a risk of becoming formulaic and boring in that sense um but then also, if you're leaning too far into subverting that, then you can lose some opportunities there. So it's really up to the artist to, find, to strike a balance that works between those two. But I think it, it would have worked fine had they waited until the troll on the bridge popped out to really show the trolls in detail. Even though I liked, you know, seeing it turn to stone or whatever, which was kind of a Lord of the Rings callback. Uh, thing. It could have worked that the the troll hunter Hans, you know, turned it into stone in the woods and they only saw the stone after and then you could have had like, you know, the uh, closet Christian guy being like, oh, well this is still a setup. I don't believe him and snicker about it or something. There, there could have been something to be said for that as well. So that's an interesting point.
2: I, I liked, I, I guess seeing the, one of the reasons why seeing the monster in this movie worked for me is because you get to see a lot of different monsters and the first one has like it's weird and has three heads and it's like legs look like trees and then because you see that it like gives them some opportunity to talk about like to build the lore a little bit when the guy's talking about like yeah, the the other heads aren't even really heads; they're just like weird growths that mm-hmm. the trolls grow when they get older. I
0: love that. Yeah, well yeah, done. Yeah, and on so that.
2: I think that I think that it gave the opportunity to do that, and um, even the other seeing the bridge troll was great too because you see that it did it was it only had one arm, and so you're like, yes, oh, what happened to this right. other this troll's other arm? There's like. It, just seeing the thing, like, creates a story in your mind and you're asking questions about it. Um, I think. And oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say that I think that um, it, it did in a certain sense, because, like, if you think about Alien, you uh-huh. don't see the entirety of the Alien until the very end, but you do see parts of it. You do have a sense of what it looks like, as the movie progresses, so it's not like you know that there's an alien and know basically nothing about what it looks like, and then you get a then you get a reveal of the whole monster at the end. But you get this like slow reveal throughout the whole movie, and I think that this movie sort of did that because even in the monster in the in the troll in the woods, you never get a really good look at it until they turn it to stone. Um, and the ones that are in the cave, you don't get a really good look at because it's always in that, like, night vision. The, the troll on the bridge, yeah. you do get a pretty good look at. And then the final end troll, like the massive troll, you get a really good look at. But you want a really good look at that one.
0: Yeah, I, I think that if they just, if I'm going to keep my rider's hat on for a second, I think that if they just married the three-headed troll with the troll on the bridge like brought those together and then did that reveal on the bridge. Oh yeah. That would okay. have been, that would have been like maybe a cooler way to do it and keep that tension going. And then again, going into act three, if we keep it dark in the, in the abandoned mine, which I loved that set or what, I guess it was probably on location. I love the abandoned mine. Um, that the, if they had, you know, had those smaller trolls chase them out to mega troll, if they had done those two things and and then um, kind of wrapped it up from there, I think it would have been overall plus the movie rather than taking anything away from it. Um, Just because if, I mean, it is kind of purporting to at least leaning on the whole horror thing. And um, the early reveal does kind of take some of the gas out of it. I don't think you'd um, have but... such a nice
2: resolution of the troll hunter's story, though, if you end the movie at, at the at the mine, even if the big troll is outside. Because then, because if if that's where the movie resolves, there's like an you don't have you don't get to see the conflict in him, right? He's like killing yeah, this no, big troll because he has to. It's attacking his friends, whereas how the movie actually ends. He's doing it for, like, a
0: a mix of, like, complicated reasons. I think you're hitting on the the, what makes, like, crossing genres so difficult is that you have to make these tough choices between the structure of them. You know, if if you do wrap it up in the mine or outside of the mine, you would lose that other kind of uh, personal story there. But then, you know, doing it the other way, you lose the tension. And so it's like I can almost feel the writer making these tough choices in there and trying. And I don't think mixing genres like this, you're ever going to, or at least I should say very rarely, are you going to just nail it 100%. You're always going to have to make a tough cut on one or the other. I just think think that if they had to choose, I would have kept the tension going and risked sacrificing the kind of romanticized ending for for hans or maybe tried to think a way of doing it differently
2: well i was really happy that they resisted the temptation to make the troll hunter like a badass troll hunter dude because as the movie goes along and as the kids get to know him better and better and we Mm -hmm. as an audience get to like him more and more we're like oh this guy is pretty cool like he's kind of a badass and then we sort of find out more about him and what he's really like and like why he's doing all these things and it really diffuses that right he doesn't because he stops being like the troll terminator right he's like yeah yeah like no no you're right you're right yeah like i you, like i could totally see this movie with like i don't know who who i like with the rock or fucking i don't know like john cena as the troll hunter guy who's a total i not a john cena fan schwarzenegger or schwarzenegger <laughs> or something you know and then these yeah, kids no, just being like was... oh he's
0: so cool you know no that subversion was one of the better ones and his character was maybe the best element of the film so i see why the writer director made that choice Devin, you had something to add?
4: Yeah, I was going to say that that turn where he you, like that facade kind of comes down is very, I think, very evident in the scene when they're having breakfast and he's wearing like a Cosby sweater <laughs> oh, yeah. and like eating his I breakfast and it's like yeah. all of the his whole, like hole in the back. Yeah, his badass yeah. facade has just like faded away, and it's like, oh, this is like a real guy. That was such a fun scene. He just
2: no, it was like yeah, just answering off. questions
4: about trolls. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this was a very like matter of fact. How did you get into it and all that stuff? Yeah, it really took away the kind of allure or the legend part of it, you know. And then we got to see the man or whatever. And then after yeah. that, I think the the veterinarian scene was uh, also a very good one to kind of show yeah. the humanity of the thing. So uh, okay, anything else that you guys want to add or discuss on uh, Troll Hunter 2010? I'll well, just well, uh, reassert again. There's some good, oh God! Uh, yes, yes, yes. I meant to mention that, so thank you. Oh my God! Yeah, right after Japan, I want to go to Norway. That's my second yeah. one, just because I'm also a Norwegian heritage or whatever. Mostly, I'm a mongrel, but um, but mostly Norwegian. So I'd love to go check it out. And uh, yeah, those all those mountains and into the it's just uh, the waterfalls on every mountain. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Exactly. It's just yeah. like you're either hitting water or mountain. And that yeah. just makes for a very dramatic landscape, and I think that stuff paid off uh, very well for them. Um, and would we'll also work for kind of a Lord of the Ringsy kind of fantasy setting, too.
2: And and, yeah. and healthcare?
0: Man. Oh, man. <laughs> that's living the, yeah, living just, the dream. I don't believe it. I, I just refuse to believe that's a thing. That's, I that's mean, just trolls. A bridge I, Trolls I could get behind, but healthcare? Yeah, for yeah, no. What the fuck? Trolls, that sounds yeah, like trolls are real yeah exactly. yeah. no, it's a social democratic paradise, apparently. yeah, I re- <laughs> believe it's real.
4: <laughs> um, I, I just wanted to briefly say, I feel like I don't, I don't really know if I, I really explain why I like this film. I just wanted to briefly say that like, this, yeah, yeah, this this film kind of falls into a similar category weirdly enough as like Harry Potter for me which I know is strange, but let me explain, is the idea of a film that can set up a world that's like, especially like the idea of a hidden world, like like it's it's the real world, but yes. then behind this curtain, just out of sight, there's all these fantastic things happening. That is a, a genre, a setting that I'm very into. And then what, what works so well for that setting, about that setting for me is the way you can kind of just imagine all kinds of things within it, you you know, you can really let your imagination go wild and kind of, again, that's why I think I can fill in a lot of blanks myself Is I can really like picture, like why things work that way. Uh, Yep. The the whole thing, the the power lines being like an electric fence, like that is so some shit that I would have come up with when I was like 12 years old and like, didn't know why anything did anything. I'd be like, yeah, those are probably to like, you know, keep monsters out. Like that's totally something that I would think of. And uh, yeah, it just really spoke to me
0: that's important that you brought that up too yeah go ahead jim
3: you would probably like urban fantasy Devin, where you know it's an alternate alternate history or um uh fiction in in reality so for for example one example um is uh like i i read the anita blake uh it's laurel k hamilton and it's basically you know what if vampires and werewolves exist you know well, they would have to abide by certain laws, you know, they couldn't kill and that type of thing. But it's taking the fantastical and rooting it in some type of reality and giving an explanation around it. I think you would really like that genre if you haven't read or seen, you know, things in that genre already.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's and, one of the reasons I'm, I'm drawn to like Lovecraft does a lot of that kind of stuff. Sort yeah, of, you know, not, yeah, totally, point point. fantasy be
0: yeah, yeah. When a when an author takes the time to take a deep dive, and you can tell they're passionate about it, and take the time to fill in those details, and and uh, you know, probably ninety percent of what this uh, writer uh, came up with is not seen in the film, but it's definitely the structure. The is there, the foundation is there. You can tell they get put a yeah. lot of thought into it because the little hints that come out you're like oh yeah that set my imagination off i think that's really and it's important that you brought this up Devin, is really why i was so on board for the ride i did believe i found myself not doubting that they, that this thing existed you know i i wasn't i was suspending my disbelief in a way that i actually found surprising at certain points that i almost you know came away from it thinking trolls were a thing and that these troll hunters were out there and so yeah. that that was maybe one of the best successes that they that the writer director uh, gave to us there.
4: I think if you had shown me this film at a, like at a younger age than I probably was in 2010 but like at a certain age I think I would have watched this movie and not realized it was a mockumentary and honestly believed it because there was a period of my life where I was Good. very into UFOs like very into conspiracy theories like when I was very young this is like 10 11 not like you know not no, no, I went through but like, a
0: magical thinking phase too, man. So. Yeah, and and like the fact <laughs>
4: that they don't break the facade at all. There's no like, you know, there's no indication within the film that it's not real. Like that really would, I think, it could convince me at a certain age. Yeah, the
0: actors take it seriously, and I took it seriously. I I believed uh, along with them, and I well, think that that's that's a tough thing to do, and they they delivered on that.
2: I think that I think that once you're whatever thing it is that you're making reaches a certain level of quality it basically mm-hmm. like that shit hides a lot of crimes right like and that's why like it does. that that's why like S- silent hill one is still playable even though like all of the monsters and characters in that are like five polygons each right and it just looks like <laughs> muddy shit right <laughs> yeah. but like it's just so good you know it, like it's once things get to a certain level of gooditude it just doesn't matter the other shit as much you know
5: and absolutely
2: then, yeah i mean yeah so but but the, you get these people that are like nitpicking you know but it's like no
0: and i'm nitpicking, nitpicking it? I, i'm no, nitpicking I, it too but that's only because i'm wearing a rider's hat i want to say that despite my troubles and i probably should have stated this earlier I, despite the things that i'm having i'm actually having fun like you know toying with the structure and stuff with you guys i it wasn't like i was like oh therefore i don't like it i, I was along for the ride on this no, one i don't Otherwise. i
2: wouldn't call what you were saying nitpicking i mean that like there are people who like like i remember my my mom told me a, a story about my grandpa that after he saw like indiana jones he was like you never see him eat and i was like yeah grandpa that's what we oh, want to see indiana boy. jones have a meal like
0: come on that's like you don't see characters going to the bathroom yeah that like, like, in that. Movies. like, like no, nobody all wants to see that we assume that think- you off camera come on
3: I think some people just have some idiosync, you know, like what they hang their hat on or what they feel like a movie should have. But beyond like nitpicky, because this movie was kind of blase for me and uh, just getting into that because it didn't have a strong like genre presence, even if it was going to incorporate more than one genre. So uh, just going through my thought process just real quick when i first you know hey troll hunter it's going to be horror it's going to be fantasy awesome i'm on board mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i like those kind of mashups you know it ends up being some really good dark fantasy that type of thing i enjoy it but as soon as i seen the rating oh it's pg13 it, that already i'm like Man, that turned me off.
0: That's interesting, because I voted for you to have submitted this, so I'm I'm surprised you didn't like it. But I think wasn't there another one that maybe even I submitted that you didn't like that I thought you would? wasn't Wasn't like previous like kind of a fantasy thing that you weren't into? Oh, November wasn't it November?
3: Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And November wasn't bad, but. as far as this movie you know just thinking horror and fantasy and kind of seeing how things play out so it was very much realistic because it showed so many details about them you know getting their camera gear and having camera gear and um you know talking about you know filming bear hunters and this guy's a bear poacher but just the Mm -hmm. level of detail they put into it it really reminded me of like you had mentioned it already Blair Witch you know, that whole oh, real. Definitely. I was getting yeah, that,
0: strong vibes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That realism and detail. But it also reminded me of Wreck, um, which I'm not sure if you guys have seen that movie. It's I have a not. Real, it, it's another like footage of a reporter filming um, a fire department basically and going on runs with the fire department. And it, and it ends up being like a zombie kind of horror. The fire department gets called to this um, apartment building and once they get into the apartment building, like some things are going on where people, you know, some of the apartment residents have been infected and then the, you know, police come and they, they start to cordon off, you know, they quarantine the whole building. And so basically the fire department, the reporter and these apartment residents are trapped inside and it keeps ratcheting, but I know we're not here to talk about that movie, some of the elements uh because it showed you horrible things i mean these zombies were fast running they were coming at you but it showed them so quickly and there was a larger mystery you know like what the hell is really going on and that's what built the tension so like you know we've been mainly talking about monster movies um uh where you you don't get to see the monster at the end but you get see little signs You can definitely show the monster you know in bits and in pieces a little bit more so but still keep that tension and unfortunately this movie troll hunter failed to keep the tension um as far as the fantasy elements and and i want to say you know there were good characters in this movie there were good moments in this movie i definitely appreciated them we talked about them but I feel like when you try to put it all into a cohesive whole, it, I, I, I was constantly trying to figure out what kind of movie am I watching? And it being multiple genres is okay. It just didn't feel cohesive. Um, but yeah, as far as yeah. the fantasy element, um, I think because I've just read a lot of fantasy and, you know, watched a lot of fantasy movies and, and play fantasy games, you know... I definitely have a uh, sometimes a very high standard of what good fantasy is. And there's a lot of like crappy, uh, especially in movies, uh, oh, crappy yeah. fantasy. But as far as this movie, the fantastical element was the trolls and all the lore surrounding the trolls. That aspect was interesting, but the way they portrayed um, the trolls, like you said, they didn't keep the tension. And it got to a point because they were encountering trolls all over the place. I'm like, these things aren't really that dangerous, you know, because hmm, they kept com- com- coming through relatively unscathed until the one reporter died. But because they didn't make a big deal out of it, it's like, oh, no big deal. We'll just get, you know, or, or, or the cameraman, excuse me. We'll just get another cameraman. No, no big deal. It just it, it didn't seem like no big deal to the audience either.
0: Yeah. And, and Mega so troll didn't even it. kill anyone. Yeah. yeah I, I think that's a good point
3: yeah and there was no there was no like um skin in the game as far as what they could stand to lose i never felt like they could lose you know um so
0: yeah and i i don't know what this guy's resume is but if this was a first time film that you know there's 10 tends to be some weak points like that so maybe he's uh picked up and learned some stuff since then i'll have to look yeah. and see if he's done anything else um, I think they could do also a sequel to this because they established the world so well. And, and like what Devin mm-hmm. was saying, um, that kind of hidden world element is probably one of the stronger aspects. But I think yeah. everyone's probably made a pretty cohesive argument for and against or for the points that worked or not. Um, but before we assign grades, it is time to take a short commercial break. And now a word from our sponsors. Friends, are your unruly kids driving you up the wall? Have you tried all the conventional methods to rein them in to no avail? Well, maybe it's time to try Trollicity. Our time-tested method will scare, scare, scare your children into behaving like little <laughs> angels. The parents have been scaring children into behaving as far back as recorded history. Dark fables exist for a reason, they work. Just have your little trolls watch Troll Hunter, tell them it's a real documentary, And then threaten to drop them off in the woods for troll food. They'll be so petrified you'll think they've been hit with a UV bazooka. Side effects include shaking like a leaf, uncontrollable weeping, wetting the bed, wetting the couch, wetting the chair, wetting wetting everywhere. (laughs) Trollishity, <laughs> because modern parenting just doesn't work. Man, this, that that would have worked on Devin. It sounds like. <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's why I love that he said that. It's such a perfect yeah. setup. I just had to spike <laughs> it after that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, here we go. So we've reached final grade time with Troll Hunter. I'm going to give it a B minus because while I liked the elements that did work um, and I felt that it was strong enough to basically carry the film and give forgiveness. um, I did find myself a little confused by the ending, um, which kind of cleared up a little bit during our conversation, but uh, I think it could have used uh, like a stronger, um, more clear kind of, finale uh between the uh well all the capping off all the character arcs there um and i think there was some missed opportunities so i think that if uh this was again i keep going back to this adaptation thing but it's mainly because i have my writing hat on um i think that if he had uh shored up those areas that this would have pushed it a full grade higher but uh that said i'll i'll leave it with a b minus but that i did enjoy the film Cat, where did you end up with uh, Troll Hunter twenty ten?
1: Uh, for me, it's a solid C. Um, I think, like I said, I think it has a lot of potential, and I appreciated what it did offer. Um, but I think it could have been better, um, just based off of what, at least, my expectations were um, of the movie. So, yeah, I just I, I think it's a solid C movie for me. Okay,
0: sure. And uh, Mister Devin Schwartz.
4: Uh, I think we're gonna be all over the place with this movie. Um, okay. I I enjoyed it a lot. It, like I said, brought definitely brought me back to my childhood in a in a strange way, and uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun with it despite its you know little uh, continuity or whatever errors here and there. I, I I had a lot of fun. So uh, a minus for me.
0: Yeah, fun enough to forgive. Okay, and James Pepe who submitted this one. Where'd you end up with uh, Troll Hunter?
2: Yeah, you know I I. When I was watching this, uh, this was, I think this was this, only the second time that I watched this. I may, this may have been the third, but I think it was only the second. And I don't think it lived up to my memory of how good I remembered it being. Um, mm-hmm. And so that disappointed me a little bit. Um, I don't think I will watch this movie again in the next couple of years. You know, Maybe in a few years down the line if a friend of mine hasn't seen it and we're looking for something to watch. I mean, right, I like, right. oh, let's watch Troll Hunter, you know. Um, so I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna just give it a B. I think I'm gonna well I think I'm gonna give it a B plus.
0: Okay. You yeah. swung you swung uh, a little higher there at the last moment. Okay. Well, I
2: think it has a I mean there's a reason I chose this movie. I I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's awesome. Of the movies yeah, that I've right. picked so far, it's probably, in my estimation, the worst of them. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know Mm -hmm. it's also you know i I think you guys are right in saying that like this movie could have become like two totally different movies if they leaned Mm -hmm. into the action angle more if they leaned into the horror angle more or whatever but they really walked that line or they really straddled that line between a lot of different things and it benefited in certain ways and it detracted from it in certain ways so
0: yeah, for me, those setbacks is like, well, he took on a pretty big challenge mixing genres like that. And so, all in all, I think it was pretty successful. Yeah. But, Jim, uh, where did you land with Troll Hunter?
3: Um, so, for Troll Hunter, I would give it a C. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's got entertainment value. Um, uh, some of the reasons that Pepe just illustrated, I had illustrated earlier um, just the mashup of genres and no clear, real clear direction um is the reason why it got a C. But I there was some moments yeah. that I enjoyed that were interesting. Some of the lore was was kind of interesting. So
0: Yeah, probably worth a watch if people haven't seen it, I think. Um but uh your points well taken. Okay, so uh Devin, have you tallied up a GPA for us? Uh, yeah,
4: Troll Hunters is a uh, the actually the worst film that Pepe has submitted so far. Oh, wow, just deplorable See, I B minus <laughs> B- <laughs> 2.74. Um, That's not just bad though, yeah, just under I think uh, what was the next up? Um, November, which had a B at two at three, exactly 3.0. So just a little oh, under not, November.
0: Not bad, Pepe. Not bad. I will say this: that uh, I November really need is to... such a better movie than this, though. Oh my god! Don't give me that crat. Um, <laughs> okay, I had to do that. <laughs> so I will say that uh, this this movie has taught me one thing: to trust my guts when it when it comes to um, the who done it part. Because I I thought that maybe Jim liked it because it kind of fit his genres a little bit. And that he was trying to throw us off by submitting a Pepe like film. And so <laughs> next time I'm just gonna go with what I think and not try to overthink it. I'll I just didn't that. think Pepe would would
4: have two northern European movies in a row. Like it's just Devin, you and I overthought it. I mean, I yeah. think that's uh, I think we both I think, fell for the same thing. I think if this we're movie trying hadn't to play been, 40 chess too much.
2: I think if this movie hadn't been a foreign film, none of you guys would have guessed it. Well, maybe you would have, but I think being a foreign film was like a huge <laughs> was a huge like indicator.
0: Yeah, my first instinct was Pepe, and I don't know if that was, I don't know if that was the foreign, I think the foreign aspect kind of played into that or not. But since it is a foreign film, it's hard to say what my instinct would have been otherwise. But uh, yeah, from now on, I'm just going to go with my guts on this stuff. Okay, um, who's rolling? It's time to let fate decide what our next, oh, Devin's turn. Are we rolling a six-sided? Am I I finally getting the hang of this? Um, uh I just I'm just using my random, random.org I wrote dog
4: is
2: an analog dice. Yeah, I know. He's not a real gamer girl. Have but I, random.org how many times is have I said this joke to Devin. Random.org is
4: pure random. Well, keep it, it up until it like,
0: gets pure ran- I don't know that that's true though. It, the it way uses that, like a well
4: it uses like a nuclear algorithm to like create Tr- like as close to true randomness as humanly possible. Like it uses go. like an endless stream of like, like the Fibonacci Seeker or not Fibonacci, but... Uh, Are you arguing that it's more random something? than don't rolling know. dice though? Well, yeah, because dice I and mean, there's all kinds of physical imperfections, you know? Like you roll the same dice a thousand it times, it's it probably not going to be... Ra- <laughs> well, no,
0: it makes it more likely. Uh, well, anyway. <laughs> no,
4: yeah,
0: I would, like I would argue fight. that if you're yeah exactly i would i would probably argue that if you got good at rolling dice and like wanted to kind of cheat it you know you would probably could get better at rolling higher you know but uh I mean, honestly maybe i can, other I ways can say can any number
4: yeah, yeah i'm reading it off a website so i can really just say any number i want so really it's all smoke uh, well, and mirrors ladies, ladies and gentlemen sure
0: sure exactly Devin's, Devin's uh, by the way i did re-randomize <laughs> i did re-randomize using the digital randomizer on the the podcast sheet. So, um, yeah, we're we're we we somebody. Be ready to go here. How many All many right, let's do find out right what now. fate has. Bre- we should have three left. Three. So let's see what fate has in store for us for next show. Dos. Okay, number two, we will be watching surprise, surprise, the Blair Witch Project, which is uh-huh. streaming on Hulu. So. Uh, join us next week for the Blair Witch Project Arguably The thing that started the non-comedy uh, Mockumentary yep. Genre off, right?
3: Yeah, w- uh, what year? Because they redid the Blair Witch Project I Ruh-ro. think it's the same name
4: I would have to imagine The original I think Whatever that, the original uh, everyone was I can, here I can would probably, probably look it up
0: do you, have, uh, you here. Have a, do you have Google up, Devin? Maybe you can check for us uh, the original was ninety nine, I think. Ninety nine. Okay, yeah, so, that sounds really... right. Wait, wasn't it okay, earlier? So uh, or... we'll go with the we'll go with the ninety nine one.
3: It it could be a little earlier than that, but that sounds about right because it came out after high school, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So this would oh, been way oh, yeah, right after yeah, yeah. high school for
0: us for us Gen Xers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're all right. Ninety nine.
4: Yeah, the original legend was conceived in 1993. <laughs> the original the, legend was <laughs> conceived. Jesus. I don't know, that's, that's the word that, that's the word that uh, Wikipedia uses. So. What? Well, I'll what a, you guy, a guy named makers. Blair
2: and got together with a witch, and they were and the Blair witch was conceived.
3: Why don't we put up the challenge, and, and if uh, both of them are free and streaming, we watch both of them, or is that too much of absolutely, an order?
4: Absolutely not. <laughs>
0: No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. There, which is eighty-one matter? minutes. it's already too long.
2: Yeah.
0: Eighty-one <laughs> minutes. Oh man. Is it? I don't. I don't remember much about it. I remember. I'm is, just on the Wikipedia page. How pitch? many of those
2: minutes is that girl's snotty nose? Just like... <laughs> <laughs> so well, that, like,
0: wasn't, that the, wasn't that the scary movie send up version though? It's like eighty minutes I, I, of that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, it, it, it's in both, but yeah, they they really yeah. overdid it in the scary movie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, that was one of the grosser movie moments ever, although I really enjoy scary movies. movies. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Cool, well that about wraps things up. Oh, God, he just has no respect.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Just one more thing.
0: (laughs) Trollumbo is here. (laughs) (laughs) We have time for just one more thing where each host shares something from outside the show. Um, so my thing is, is that um, after getting COVID last year, really kind of slowed a lot of my projects down, and um, a lot of them came to a screeching halt with during this like kind of long COVID recovery. And I finally, finally, I put down a, a, one of my favorite pastimes, which was drawing. I haven't uh, got uh, pencil to paper in probably over a year, and I finally this week started drawing something. And so I'll just share that real quick. Nice. I awesome. started this sucker over a year ago. I'll see if I can put it in frame. And so I kind of do like to do portraits. And Oh, wow. I don't know if you can see. Hey. Nice. Yeah, a little yeah. Marilyn Monroe, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. It's not done, but I'm definitely started drawing again. So very cool. I, I, I've really just good. been like stoked to kind of reclaim that as a, uh, as a thing to do. Um, so yeah, so let me just Nice.
4: You're a, you're a filmmaker, you're a musician, uh-huh. and you're uh-huh. an artist. What like, What, what yeah. are you leaving for the rest of us, Ben? Come on. Uh,
0: and I do voices. <laughs> Ugh, I don't know. Geez. I'm a, definitely uh. a renaissance man. It doesn't always work in my favor, though. Hey, leave some pussy lot for the friends. rest of us, dude. Come on, You
3: can have
0: it. You can have it. Oh, okay, there you go. Jim doesn't mind. <laughs> well played. <laughs> All right. So yeah, that's my thing. Uh, Getting back into the drawing, really liking it. But yeah, I'll say that being a Renaissance man um, doesn't always work in your favor. It kind of can leave you scattered. (laughs) A lot of my friends that specialize have gotten way further in their careers than I have gotten in mine so far uh, because of that. But I think that it helps me to be a better director because a director really does have to be a Renaissance man and has to wear Mm -hmm. a lot of hats. And so uh, when I've been fortunate enough to be on set directing things, I can jump in at any part of that production pipeline and know what I'm talking about and not be faking it. Uh, You want to talk about editing? I know how to do that. You want to talk about drawing storyboards? I know how to do that. You want to talk about acting? Done it. You know, like uh, post-production, visual effects? I know how to do it. So I think that it will eventually pay off, but uh, we'll see if I can get through this writing part uh, and and actually deliver a good script, then we'll find out. uh, So to be determined. But uh, yeah, Yeah. it has been nice to put pencil back to paper and just kind of uh, get back into that. Um, So we'll see how that proceeds uh, from here on out. But uh, Kat, what have you got for us this week? Oh, go ahead, Jim.
3: I was going to say, plus it makes you really interesting at cocktail parties. And I'll be in a Renaissance man. It does. Yeah. It does.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, when I can tolerate it, I'm kind of a uh, uh, what? What's the what's the word for it? Uh, um, not introspective. Uh, I know there's a word for it. Introverted? Yes, introverted. Thank you. I don't reclusive? know why that escaped me. Uh, I don't know if I'm reclusive, but I am a bit of an introvert, and in that I get, I can get drained publicly. But I, mm. when I have the energy to do it, I really do have fun going out and and interacting at parties and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I remember James and I back way back in the day, we used to have fun. We'd just go bring our guitars to parties and just and just light it up, man. It was there a lot go. of fun. Yeah. yeah but anyway, back, uh, back when
2: he used to enjoy fun. I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, James, for those that don't know James, he's a he's a friend of ours that we play D&D with. And I've known him for a long time, but his nickname is... Uh, I dislike fun. I dislike. Are, like, yeah, it literally is I dislike fun. So <laughs> he, can, he can come off as a bit of a stick in the mud sometimes. But we love him. <laughs> anyway, so what have you got for us this week, Kat?
1: Well, real quick, I was just gonna say that I'm sure your drawing, your your skills in drawing comes in handy for storyboards, like you mentioned, because anytime I did storyboards, nice. I would, it'd just be all stick figures. So I'm sure that helps everyone else, <laughs> your ability to draw. Um, Yeah. while stick
0: figures can be effective. It is fun to put a little pizzazz in there, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, So my just one more thing is more of a public reminder announcement to um, vote for before September 14th. There is um, our governor Newsom is being recalled um, state of California. And also locally, we have our district attorney being recalled. So yeah. They're both pretty important positions locally and on state level. So, um, yeah, please vote and uh, be involved. Um, Yeah, it's important. So,
0: It's one of those ones where, since it's not a main election, the worry is that people won't get out and vote no on this thing. And we really don't want an insane Trump Republican Mm -hmm. running California. Look what is happening in Florida right now. We do not want that. So please, if you haven't yet, yeah, and you're hearing this, Uh, get out there and vote. I'm not a huge Gavin Newsom fan. Uh, I get it. Um, You know, he's a neo-lib. That means he's kind of a corporatist and he was and and he's part of the political family. I think he's actually related to uh, 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 Nancy Pelosi or something. So I don't like that kind of stuff, too. What is it? Nepotism? Is that the word? uh, Yeah, uh, Pepe. Yeah. Uh So I'm not a fan of that. But damn it. The alternative is uh, just totally flushing California down the toilet. So I totally agree with you. And I've already voted. The, the reason, also
4: reading the reasons they've given for why they're recalling him, it's it's like obvious, it's so like Republican dogma. It's not at all legitimate.
0: <laughs> yeah, as much yeah. as I don't like the nepotism neolib thing, it's like, they really kind of have me there on the fact that it's like, well, the alternative is uh, taking horse dewormer. And it's just like, it's bizarre. I can't, I, this... I can't even believe some of the things that people are, we live in the era of gullibility, unfortunately.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. And getting I mean, you know, nepotism definitely is a thing. Corporatism is really a thing. But I, I mean, I am a fan of Gavin Newsom without getting too political. <laughs> I know i know we're not trying to make our podcast too too political. I think he did right, real, right. real well when he was uh, mayor of San Francisco. And I, I think voted he for did. him in
0: that one too, when I lived there, yeah, yeah, I voted for it,
3: him. It, it, And I think he's done really well during an exceptionally hard time of governing California through a major crisis and, you know, having to balance being the fifth largest economy in the world with what's safe for the community. And that's, you're never going to win. You're never going to win making decisions like that. He's
0: made some tough, tough, unpopular choices it's the stuff where it's like i'll just wrap it up with this i don't like when he's like do what i do or, do what i say not what i sure. do you know going to the french laundry with his buddies when everyone else is supposed to be staying home it's the exceptionalism that i that, that I. was his biggest to.
3: mistake and that's what opened the door for all of this to be frank
0: And it's yeah, and it's a shame. It's like, come on, man, you got to be better than that. But uh, um, yeah, he's in a big political fight. I don't think it'll pass, but we'll see. I mean, there's there's uh, any chance is too much of a chance right now. We cannot afford that to a Trump Republican.
2: It's funny when guys like that who have these like the responsibility of these like incredibly difficult choices on their shoulders, like mm-hmm. run into these like situations where they can just make the easiest decisions and then they just fucking fumble it like so hard. It's like, what yeah. are you thinking, dude?
1: Sorry. No, no, go
0: ahead, please. <laughs> um... i will blather on the rest of the night. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: uh, no, it's more just as our end, I end it and the conversation, but also for our uh, listeners to uh, check out the candidate statements. There's some, pretty interesting um good point <laughs>
0: oh god
1: <laughs> with statements that were made so no i'm not um, underselling
0: this here the the alternative is just biz- like crazy yeah. straight up
1: yeah yeah but at least you can have a good laugh as long as you're not voting for that so
0: <laughs> yeah have a good laugh uh, unless you have to cry if it actually goes through um exactly. but yeah it's it's bizarre it's truly bizarre um, okay, cool. Well, thank you for that, Kat. That's that's an important one. I appreciate it. That's keeping it real for sure. Okay, Devin, what have you got for us this week? Are you doing another Apple uh, TV? By the way, I signed up for Apple TV. <laughs> nice. I signed up for Apple TV finally. Mm-hmm. uh yeah so this is my third and final for now
4: apple tv show um okay. it is a show called mythic quest uh which i say for the last because it's, it's not my favorite that i've watched so far i think it definitely has merit um it's a pretty fun show it takes place in a game dev studio it's very much a like workplace comedy. Um, very akin to like the IT crowd comes to mind definitely because it is also about a sort of techno tech based company, but um, things like Silicon Valley, things like that, that kind of vibe, but this is a game development studio. Um, very clearly meant to be activision blizzard um they never explicitly uh, oh, say it oh yeah i saw this on the yeah. when I was flipping and it through, is actually yeah. kind of ironic because in the first season they have like a whole sexual harassment like thing that happens and that was like two or three years ago when that season came out Um, uh, and now it's becoming a whole thing in real life but mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. yeah it's like it's funny too because the main guy the like game runner is uh his name is spelt like ian but he pronounces it ian and the actual oh, guy who runs blizzard his name is spelled like ian but he pronounces it ian and so it's like very clearly meant to be that exact guy that they're a parody okay name. all right but um, Didn't he yeah like it does not in real life uh, uh i think he's still there Someone I think one of the few that. Uh, yeah okay. it was his higher up his boss i think i see left. i see uh, anyway um but it's a pretty funny show some of the writing like basically any comedy show that tries to make jokes about video games will always fail hard stop because there are no comedy writers in Hollywood that have ever played a video game that they just they're don't exist. They're yeah. Busy. They're just, they're not playing them and they will yeah, never understand. No. They're always I outdated agree. references. Like yep. it, it will always fail. And, and if you accept that going in the other comedy that is not about video games can work. Um, and they do a lot of like really goofy stuff with like trying to create like, this fake video game that. Nope.
0: Oh, I lost Uh-oh. your uh, audio there. Oh, buddy. No. Yeah.
4: Oh, sorry about that. Um, but yeah, anyway, they, they, they do a lot of fun stuff. And there's some really good episodes that aren't, aren't really comedy episodes. They do these weird interstitial episodes between their seasons. So There's only been two of them so far. One after the first, before the second, and then one after the second. Um, that are like uh, very dramatic and about kind of the history of video games. Again, without actually like touching on them exactly. Like one's all about kind of Resident Evil. Um, mm-hmm. And like the way that the games kind of changed and lost their spirit. Um, at least from this show's perspective, lost their spirit. Uh, anyway, it's a really interesting show. It, the comedy doesn't really hit, but there's a lot of good performances. Um, Danny Pudi is in it. Abed from Community. Who, he's not in a lot of stuff, so it's cool when he shows up and he plays a very different character than Abed. Yeah, he's
0: great. Um, so yeah, uh, and yeah really fun. To play a character like Abed, you have to be a pretty good uh, actor, I'd say. Yeah, in, it's so in specific. Mythic, in so Mythic Quest, not, he plays like a... His range.
4: Yeah, he plays, like, a fascist, hard-ass, like, only cares about money, like, very serious businessman.
0: It's really weird. Yeah, it's a very different character. It's fun to watch. Cool. I'll, I definitely, that was already on my list, so I'll definitely check it out. Cool, thank you for that. And, uh, James Pepe, what do you got for us this week?
2: Yeah, so the, for, finally, the fourth and final uh movie in the rebe- rebuild of evangelion came out and it's on amazon
5: oh yes so i I,
2: I am gonna say if you have not yet seen uh neon genesis evangelion go on to netflix watch the series and then watch end of evangelion and then go on to yep. amazon and watch the four rebuild movies because after you uh have done that you'll have seen the best anime series ever made
0: yes sir i fully agree with you there um i that was one of the earlier ones i watched in the 90s and it i have never been like mr anime guy or whatever but uh i have watched some of the better ones and when and that is still one of the ones i literally beg people to check out if they haven't seen it so yeah it's it's super good it was one of the first times the anime went above and beyond what i anticipated or expected it kind of redefined the genre as it surpassed it kind of thing you know
2: yeah yeah it's hard to it's hard to overstate how good it is
0: um yeah yep that's why i jumped on that trolley right away yeah cool yeah and i haven't checked that out yet either so i will
3: i thought the best uh anime was sword art online (laughs)
0: that's true it's true it's the best
3: yeah there you go
0: I would say the second best is probably Cowboy Bebop for me. And that one they're finally gonna release the show at at some point soon. So hopefully they didn't botch that one. Did you did you see the
2: the set stills that they've been releasing? Or I guess they're not set stills, they're like I saw a poster or
0: something maybe. Yeah, maybe a still, yeah. Yeah. Man Yeah, that's kind of my reaction too. Yeah, yeah. So I think I, I don't remember who,
2: where I saw it, but someone said it's like, "Oh, this looks like a CW show," and I was like, "Oh shit, oh, that's exactly correct." Uh,
0: <laughs> I use that descriptor a lot as being something that is underwhelming and lame. So yeah. I just I hate the yeah. CW format. It's at least twenty Bloppy. years past uh, being relevant, and they still churn out crappy CW style shows on on yeah. on uh, I mean, networks. That, oh my god! That's
2: what the that's what the pictures that they were releasing have been looking like they really hit it on the nose with that but i think that yep, other people that's a good
0: uh, criticism
2: i think other people were like they put too many clothes on Faye. it's like fuck you guys come on oh not, not, is...
0: not the problem i had
2: yeah like how is anyone going to be in that outfit it's just a fucking impossible outfit yep yeah, so, yeah anyway. so
0: suspend judgment i'm not as excited about that as at all but i still re cowboy bebop to this day and i recently rewatched evangelion um on netflix i think it's on netflix right now so uh
2: this, Check the, that out the,
0: original episode the original 26 yeah. original and the movie
2: are on netflix right. and the new rebuild movies the four rebuild movies are on amazon
0: such a wild ride love it if you haven't seen so it oh man just yep. so good Okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah, that was a great one. And, uh, Jim, what have you got for us this week?
3: Um, so this week, and I actually had gotten this book for my South Dakota trip so I could read, you know, when I had idle time. But, uh, it's, uh, one of my favorite authors. Um, it is Stephen King, If It Bleeds. Um, and Stephen King to me is, is like when I get one of his books, Um, It's like kind of returning home in a way because his signature style of just drawing you in, I mean, Mm -hmm. pretty much from the first page. Um, And this one is a collection of uh, four stories and they're pretty much uh, novellas um, in length, Uh, almost kind of like when he did uh, different seasons with like Apt Pupil and Shawshank Redemption and the body um and all of those great great movies yeah oh definitely um and i feel like uh stephen king is in 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 a revival of sorts it seems like he is producing a book or two um every year um recently and maybe because a lot of his uh works are either being remade like the stand or you know um and and then remade well yeah and remade well, yes, exactly. And his son um produces like comic books under his umbrella as well as um books. Uh, and he's a really good talent. I've enjoyed what I've read from him nice. as well. So, so we, yeah
0: uh, yeah, chip off the old block there. yeah, it's surprising to me that someone so prolific is also consistently delivers quality uh, work like that,
3: yeah, absol- absolutely, absolutely.
0: That's a Stephen King-worthy twist there, actually. So, how's that for meta? <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks everyone for just one more thing. That was, those were all really great. Still having problems with the the soundboard. I don't know why it's doing this to me. I think they did an update and made it work different or something. Maybe it's the nut behind the wheel. I'm not sure.
4: But you love <laughs> when they fix it by making it not work.
0: Yeah, that's happened to me twice with, uh, with these things in the last few months. You know, what that, you know what that soundboard needs? An all-metal gearbox. To different, it does, because, <laughs> it, yeah, it switches from, from page to page without me wanting it to. And it's like, I had it on the right page. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll go into our, our sad part here.
5: I think I'll miss you most of all.
0: I'll miss you most of all. Don't argue with me about this. Dorothy's here. Let us know it's time to say goodbye. I'm not crying. You're crying. No, you're crying. (laughs) Let's start with Kat.
1: I'm Kat Ramirez. It's been real. Catch me on Instagram at Kat Ramirez with two Zs. See you all next time.
0: See you next week. And Devin.
4: I am Devin Schwartz. I'm at Devin Schwartz1 on Twitter. And game over, man. Game
0: over. And James Pepe. I'm sorry you have to follow that up yet.
2: Again. <laughs> uh, I've been James Pepe.
0: Uh, thanks for listening. And I hope to see you guys back next week. That's right. You better be here. It's going to be a good one. The OG, right? And uh, Jim Scott.
3: Yeah, um, I'm Jim Scott. Uh, it's been great. and Farewell and take care, gentle listeners and friends.
0: Indeed. And this has been I'll Look at Yours If You Look at Mine. And now that you've looked at ours, we hope to look at yours soon. If you enjoy the show, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, ring the bell, give us a five-star review, dot your I's, cross your T's, sign here, initial here, and don't forget to tell your friends. And remember to watch The Blair Witch Project 1999, which is now streaming on Hulu for next week's show. Until next time, lookers, keep on looking!